0: Productions.
1: We have something to say, so won't you listen up? Listen up. We have something to say, so won't you listen up? Listen, listen up, 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 up. Every man, man, man woman, man. boy, and girl. Girl, 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 girl. girl, Won't you listen up? We're gonna touch you the world. Word, word, word. We have something to say. Uh. So won't you listen up? Listening up. We have something to say. So won't you listen up. Hey, I'm back. This is Lee Mims, Lee Mims Productions. You can find me on iTunes with this podcast. It'll be under Lee Mims Productions, and we have something to say. Today's topic is gonna be entitled Words Leaving Your Mouth is Like Bullets Leaving a Firearm. Today's special guest is Ursula Mims, who has been my wife for uh, soon to be 16 years, has two children, and uh, has a lot of input on words leaving your mouth and the power of those words.
0: Hi, everybody. I'm happy to be here. Um, First, I just want to say I'm a fan of the music. I'm a fan of the podcast. I really enjoy them. Um, I love to hear um, the Saturday morning, 10 a.m. on the WHOMB Internet Radio, where you can hear him also there as well with the podcast. And you can also, as he said, find him on YouTube and several different social medias.
1: I would like to thank you for that. She was not paid to say that. Um, in the in the many years that you have been, uh, I won't say just married, but on a planet, have you ever had to pay the cost for a bullet leaving your firearm as metaphoric to words leaving your mouth and how you learn from that or uh, the effects of those things? Uh, you can either talk about from a teenager or a child, uh, college years, adult years, marital, uh, because the, these podcasts are under the umbrella of promoting 365 days of happiness. And we know that as a part of staying happy, we have to dwell in relationships and in each other's lives day in and day out. How do you balance those things? I don't know if I threw too many questions out at you. At this time But how would you deal with uh, Contending with staying happy And being careful In words And usage of those words
0: Well I'll first say um, No matter when it is Well most of the times You do experience things when you're younger you learn from them Most most times Um, But what I'll say about that is I have experienced The effect of how words can hurt. Um, I feel like oftentimes we don't always take it as serious as we should. You know, we get in disagreements, arguments, or even just regular conversations sometimes. And we say hurtful things. And we, you know, we get to a place where it's it's fine to say those things because sometimes people don't always respond. But at the end of the day, it's not right to say stuff that's hurtful and when things are hurtful you don't always know what effect that it has on a person years down a road
1: okay so would you say that words okay so uh, i'm going to go back to our childhood when you were kids and they would say sticks and stones may break my bones but names will never hurt me is that a is that directly correlated to that you're saying that words actually do hurt
0: Yes, I'm basically saying the opposite. Although that's like, you know, a metaphor that's used to try to overcome mean things because we all know children are very mean. And as a child, we often say very harsh and mean things as kids to each other. And so that metaphor is kind of like the opposite. I mean, words do hurt. Words are hurtful. I mean, once you come to a certain age, you can overlook things to a certain extent and what I'm more speaking of not just a general or not general a general sense where just anyone down the street saying something to you I'm speaking more of someone that you have like a personal relationship with I feel like those things not that some person in the street just can't say something that hurts your feelings but most times the things that are hurtful to you are the things that come from people who you love who are close to you
1: As I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm thinking about the 365 Days of Happiness, I was thinking about um, one of the scriptures in the Bible. I try not to beat the Bible up on my podcast, but it is religious and spiritual um, growth on here. Um, One of the scriptures speaks of kind words turning turning away wrath. Can you name a time where you saw, and then I don't mind putting myself out here, a name a time from the beginning of our marriage to now where you notice when you said a kind word instead of maybe what you wanted to say you saw a difference versus the time you may have go ahead and said what you <laughs> what you wanted to say and um, it may not have yielded the response that um, you you got a response that you necessarily, didn't really need to see, but you got it, and then you're like, oops, I probably could have did it better. I know for me, I can probably, I can't cite right off hand some things, but I do have one in my head, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll tell myself here. Um, I'll never forget, we call it the PayPal incident, and anybody wanna use this for their life, you feel free. I had gotten up one morning, and um, I was already exhausted, for, uh, exhausted for work, and uh, this is before I even got out of the bed. I knew it was going to be a long day. You know those days when you wake up, and it's just like, ugh. and And um, we have two sons, and you know how that is, getting kids out of school. They never want to get up. They never want to do what they're supposed to do unless it's Saturday, right? Yes, yes. So I got up this one fine morning, and uh, we're check to check just like everybody else in America. Well, I can't say everybody else. There's a small percentage of folks that don't worry like we do and are not check to check like we are. And uh, I got up and I said, uh, good morning. And the first thing my wife said to me is, did you get paid for that, uh, for those instrumentals that you did? By the way, here's a plug. I do instrumentals, all styles. The music that you're listening to is uh, duplicated or made by me, LeemansProductions.com. another plug. Uh, So, the guy had paid me but what happened is PayPal if you know about it, it takes a couple of days for it to clear and I was trying to tell my wife uh, we, it's all good well what happened was he sent it to the wrong email and I had to correct it and get him to send it to the right email he sent it to the right email but something happened with the banking where it looked like it appeared to have gone in the negative or a loss was had been taken but I knew the money was on the horizon And my wife runs the, I call her the CFO. She runs the financial office here and does a great job. She stays on top of it. She stays on top of it so much she was, she outdid her own self. Instead of waiting a couple more hours, it would have showed up. She was already on it at, what was that, like 6.30 or 7 in the morning? Yes. you know the banks ain't on it like that. So we being the the people that we are responsible, she's, (laughs) she was fired up. And I said, well, just relax, it'll be fine. You never tell your wife to relax. That will get you in serious trouble. You have to watch how you say it, and you have to watch when you say it, because some days I can say relax, and other days, that was one of those bullets that left the firearm. Um, slow motion. Once it left the chamber, I knew where it was going. And um, you want to tell a little bit more about that that story? I don't want to take up the whole whole mic. Basically, she had gotten upset. And basically, had already just—I didn't know what I was talking about. And I don't see the money there. Blah 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 blah. Nothing really harsh was said. It was just the at that point, it was the doubt that she had in me that I actually knew what I was doing that time. And the bank had really jacked it up. The, well, I shouldn't say jacked it up. It was, the bank was slow. And uh, I got to work. And the next thing I knew, I had found the money in the PayPal. She hadn't gone into the PayPal. I knew it was there, sitting in the PayPal, just kind of lurking in the shadows. It was like a hundred bucks or whatever, and um, I told her it wouldn't be a problem. I said I told you it was going to be okay. Wrong thing to say at that point. I told you because when you're already fired up, if you ever been in a fight, anybody listening out here that has ever been in a fight or any type of uh, any type of battle that's physical. Or any type of huge argument, uh, my job is to take care of people when they're in the midst of a lot of negativity. People get lost when they're upset; they don't know who the enemy is and who the friend is, and that's how you get friendly fire in the military and law enforcement. Well, it was friendly fire that morning, and. Um, I went to work, I still was positive, I was exhausted, I hadn't had my coffee yet, and I went to the job, I saw my best friend, talked to him about it, and said, listen, you know, this is what's going on at home, and I think I ironed it out, but I think something's bothering my wife, blah, blah, blah. blah. So me being a stubborn person I am, I called back. I'm trying to make amends even though I hadn't done anything wrong, that I felt, at the time. And uh, she was still on fire. I said, babe, it's already fixed, don't even worry about it, it's all good. And she said, uh-huh. How about me being petty as I can be sometimes? I'm like, well, what is that for? The problem is fixed, the money is there, you never listened to me, I told you it was fine, blah, 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 so it probably had destroyed everything I had built up in the last hour with solving the problem. So, long story short, pretty much, once words leave your mouth good, bad, or indifferent, or whether you're trying to prove your point that you're right, I had patience right up until I found out I was right, and I told her everything was fine, but she wasn't ready to hear it at that point. And um, instead of just kind of leaving it be, well, I did leave it be, but I had the last word, which anybody knows has been married more than three minutes. The last word doesn't always mean it's over. That just means you started another round depending on what kind of mates you have. Um, So a lot of times uh, being quiet counts and don't be quiet in the sarcastic way. Nothing worse than a person who shuts down. That's not being quiet. Being quiet is when you kind of prove prove to the person, listen, I'm I'm your friend, I'm not your enemy. This is what we're trying to do here. This is what I'm saying. This is the positive. Let's look at the positive. Let's not worry about the negative. And then you stop talking about the negative parts of the conversation. I mean, it's no point in, it's like hitting yourself in your own face with left hand and right hand on one hand. You're sitting here trying to make it like you're positive, and on the other hand, you hitting them with the negative. With the I told you so. Nobody wants to hear that. Um, words leaving your mouth are like bullets leaving a firearm. You can't retrieve them. You can't get them back. And if you aim properly, you're going to hit your target, and you're going to cause bodily harm to the target. That's real life and metaphorically. What do you have to say about that?
0: Um, I I won't have to agree with that. Um. What I will say is it is very important to be conscious of what you're saying and be uh, aware of the situation that you're in. Sometimes we are quick to respond before really observing. You know, we oftentimes say you need to listen before you respond. But you also should be observing. If you observe the person is someone that you know, you see that they're upset, you may want to be a little bit more... You know cautious with uh what you're saying um in that particular i want to keep saying um but excuse me for that in that particular situation it wasn't like a serious issue but at the end of the day you still have to be mindful of the stuff that you say because again you cannot take it back right and um sometimes we feel like we are uh, reassuring each other and sometimes we feel like we need to say something and sometimes it's just time to not say anything sometimes it's best not to say anything because when you don't say anything and you don't have to worry about trying to retract or change or explain or correct what you say
1: i want to jump in right there one of the hardest parts For me, as a male, not as a husband only or as a father, as a male, especially dealing with females, it is very hard for me to decipher when I'm supposed to jump in and when I'm supposed to jump out. I've heard this more than one time, obviously. I've been married to you for ah, 16 years, September. And we have been in each other's lives since probably 98 or 99. Yes. And although a veteran, I'll say, in years, I still feel like a newbie from time to time. Because it's so easy to say, hey, you just got to know when to not speak. I have gotten in trouble for not speaking at times. And you will, I don't care who you are. Because we cannot read minds, wives can't read minds. It just seems like guys, I think guys We're different in a way of maybe we just don't say as much what we don't necessarily like, but we might not like it either. Like we may say, well, why does she didn't say thus and so? Or on the back end, my wife may say, nobody told you to say thus and so. So there are times when you may want your spouse to read your mind and we don't know how to read minds. So what would be your input as to giving people who are married people who are getting married people who have relationships just people period I always tell people relationships are relationships just one deals with having kids and one may not have dealt with having kids Um, at at the job sometimes the boss wants you to read their minds you said earlier sometimes it's time to observe how in a real-life situation under fire is a person to observe and know when to speak or not to speak. Um, As far as training goes, dealing with firearms on a range during a training session is not the same as taking fire in real life. The training exercises teaches you mechanics, and it teaches you what the firearm feels like, what it sounds like. But most times, you have earplugs or earmuffs. it does not prepare you probably for live fire as much as you would think. How do you deal with live fire in situations that you're saying? How is a person to observe under live fire and react under live fire? Even though you do have training, as many years as I have, I still feel like when a live fire situation, I'm not always a thousand percent sure when to take cover, or when to address the threat?
0: Well, I would say similar to, like as you were saying in the training, you know, when you're in a situation, this for an example, if you're in a shootout situation, and the person is shooting at you, you're not just gonna jump out and shoot back because you have a gun. You're gonna little take a little cover, Peek out maybe, do your other parts of training before you just engage. And sometimes we don't because sometimes it is science. It's just like, um, you know, I worked in a field with people with disabilities and everybody has a trigger. Everybody has um, something that you see before something actually happens. Before a person actually gets mad, there's certain things they do. Maybe they stop talking. Maybe they turn away. Maybe they don't give you eye contact. Is always signs that see maybe I shouldn't engage. Now, with that being said, it depends on how you feel about the situation. Is it something that I really need to get upset about? Is it something that I really have to respond to? Or is this something I can go ahead and just step back and be like, okay, and kind of like let it go? And that, that's where the part is difficult is saying, you know what? I can not engage. I can't get into it or can I just take back on this? Because at the end of the day, when you're in a marriage, you have to pick your battles. Every battle is not to be fought. Sometimes you have to step back and say, you know what? Okay, give me a minute or let me give you a minute. And I feel like that's what helps because if you engage with someone and they already at a thousand, it's going to be almost impossible for you not to get there too if we're engaging in that way at the same time the thing of it is somebody has to step back and take back and sometimes maybe maybe the person may get upset that you're not saying anything but at least you walk away saying well I didn't say anything you can be upset that I'm not speaking but what I'm saying to you is right now is not a good time to me it goes back to maybe a better way of communicating you know what let's just end it
1: now be mindful to the listeners be careful how you end it because in that land you into another pitfall um, I remember early in the years I would say let's just end it that was not the time because we were new to the marriage and uh, I was trying to end it in the beginning of the marriage to not cause more damage because uh, in the beginning of the marriage I will say I was in my mid-20s I was full of full of more uh, piss and vinegar as they say uh, probably ex- need to express more that I do have control of the situation and you know but I still even then in my younger years always tried to be in the in the non-verbal battles um, I grew up in a place where when parents spoke that was it you know dad raised his voice that was over with mom kind of looked at you a little bit strange you just stopped talking so when I got into the marriage and I stopped talking you gotta be honest you didn't see that as I was trying to be positive you you looked at it more as trying to control maybe you inside of the discussion when I really I was trying to control myself
0: but again it goes back to like I said from the beginning the words. sometimes it's not again it's more than just what you're saying you, when you're saying certain things is the other person's perspective right and if i have a certain perspective of you for example i feel like you're sarcastic and you say something to me like oh it's over then i may take it the wrong way right now we're speaking of when you know a person right. i'm not right. speaking of getting to know somebody and it's trial because every in, in the beginning it is trial Ever you have to learn a person you have to learn what makes them You know what makes them tick what what flares them or what's their triggers but once you come into the knowledge of it you know what's the triggers then it changes it
1: then i think it's funny how words that we use in the english language that we've been equating to battle is also equated to communication if you notice what you said you said the word trigger right and that's a part of firearm which is a part of the title that we were discussing let me make sure I get my notes here. Words leaving your mouth is like bullets leaving a firearm. I think it's just amazing how something as simple as speaking can be equated to a firearm and triggers and all that good stuff and battle and the heat of battle and you discussing it. You know, I, you know, marriage or any relationship, whatever type of relationship you're in or whatever you can apply this to, relationship is, is styled to me. Not necessarily a battle with perhaps battleground like there's always things that need to be discussed Um, there is no way in the world that you can be in a marriage and just not ever bump heads and not ever find yourself in the heat of battle like I may sit here and think that um, no money in the budget and I'll sit here and tell my wife you need to go ahead and get a petty of Manny and your eyebrows done and go relax and go have a coffee somewhere or Starbucks or whatever the case may be and you may look at me like I'm insane but I'm thinking about your spiritual mind and your gotta replenish what was been taken from having two sons and a husband and a dog and two turtles um, working in-laws both sides uh, trying to get a spiritual balance trying to keep your mental balance and and those type of things so you may get into a simple discussion that turns into battle because your perception like you said your perception I'm sitting here thinking let me get this lady out the house so she can go ahead and relax cuz kids respond to dad's different that's just universal no matter where you go what mom you talk to when we have an evening of hanging in I call it hanging in because it ain't hanging out I order a pizza I tell the kids we're gonna catch a little film watch a little movie or whatever chill on the couch and this is what you're gonna do by 9 or 10 o'clock you have shower brush your teeth and you will be laying in your bed watching some form of Netflix and mom is gonna go out and get her piece don't text her don't call her don't wait up for her go ahead and get you Zen now I may land myself in trouble because that money wasn't in the budget how do you how do you see dealing with um, Trying to do good in a bad way and trying to address the person that is trying to do good but it's in a bad way how would you how would you address that again that's that's words that have to be formed and utilized to how would you convey to me that although the money's not in the budget because that's what most people will argue about in the marriage there's no infidelity issues in my marriage there's no Religious uh, uh, battles, you know, Christian versus Muslim or whatever the case may be, there's none of that. But will you, will, where you will bump heads for sure is finances. I'm almost positive. I mean, I'm sure even the millionaires even have to mm-hmm. sit down and discuss, babe, we're not getting this yacht today. I mean, I would love to have that discussion, babe, I'd, I'd rather get this smaller yacht tonight. Oh, we can't get the bigger one. But I imagine that's probably a problem for rich folk. How how do you go about? You're the female running the the CFO. How do you tell the husband who's supposed to be quote unquote the big cheese? Which that's a whole nother podcast. I don't I don't know if there's any more big cheeses and little cheeses and that nonsense anymore I, I think that everybody should be on the evil, evil even playing field but how would you tell the man of the house ain't no money in the budget what you talking about don't make sense I'm not getting no rest I'm not getting no relaxation how do you how do you how would you work that because my heart would be in the right place but apparently the monies will not be in the right place
0: right and that, and that and to me that's where a conflict to come in in a way of um. It's just the reality. We would love it to be the perfect cookie cutter way, but if that's not what it is, then we have to sit there and think, if I'm the person who's running the budget, I'm not just saying it because I don't want peace and I don't want to relax. And at some things, sometimes there's no way you can say it better. I mean, I'm not going to say, don't ask me again, you already know. No, we're not going to do it. Again, that's what it goes back to what we really was talking about is about words and how you're saying things. Right. Now, I'm not saying that, and that would be unrealistic to say, that you're going to speak to someone and tell them the truth and they're not going to be upset about it. Okay. But at the end of the day, it's it's not about what you're saying. It's about how you are saying it. How you are saying it. If I'm saying it to you and I got the hand moving and moving my neck and all that kind of stuff, then of course you're going to perceive it in a negative way. Now you may not like what I said. It's a whole separate. Train of thought. Right. You may not like what I'm saying. Based off of what your mind is set on. That's the difference between. Saying something mean hurtful or harsh. I'm not saying it in a mean way. I'm not saying it in a harsh way. I'm telling you what the truth is. Now if the truth. If what I'm telling you. That upsets you. Then that's something totally different. What I'm more speaking of is when you're saying intentionally hurtful things to someone without regard. Okay. You know, telling somebody we don't have it in the budget, I get where you're coming from. You know, I understand that you're looking to uh, give something to me to make me feel better. But in turn, at that particular junction, if I'm the person who's dealing with the money and we all have dealt with money at some point, that's not making me feel better. That's making me more worried because on that's money, I have to sit there and adjust and fix.
1: Right. And I think that's where... Um, and again, this is 16 years of marriage that you guys are listening to. We have come a long ways and um, a lot of it is due to also my wife's maturity because in some ways, I'm still a kid. I feel like... Um, if I want to take $50 and spend it on my wife now, I won't do it for myself, but I'll spend it on my wife because I feel like she is the nucleus of this whole, this whole marriage thing we got going on. She runs the financial portion, she makes sure the kids are good, makes sure I'm good, make sure the dog is good, make sure the turtles are good, and, um, make sure I got coffee in my coffee mug for work, and make sure my uniform is squared up for work, and, um... I just feel like if anybody get the last five bucks, it should be her. And uh, Because usually the kids go first. We take care of the kids. And then she's second. And I fight for uh, third third place because that's where I like to be on the bottom. I'm good. As long as I got clean underwear, some coffee, and some clean sheets, and some clean socks in my uniform, I'm good. Now, my wife, on the other hand, will be fighting for me to be at the top, making sure I'm good first. So it's great when you have – that's a whole other podcast – it's great when you have a teammate who thinks you should be the star player and I'm doing the same thing and then the kids are doing the same thing. So it's nice to have an awesome team. And what she said is is paramount. It, you have to make sure you are not just telling the truth but you have to make sure you are not trying to hurt people with the truth. Now for me, the truth already hurts because I want to have millions. So when we're already talking about the budget I may already be agitated Because I want more money in that budget And that's the perception of a lot of people Who I believe are agitated And that's why some marriages fail I mean finances is one of the top things that destroy marriages And I think it's because Expectations, you know I see and
0: that's where we have to kind of That's where we have to kind of draw a line When we say the difference between Your perception, your goal Your aspiration And reality and what's really there that's when we have to separate the two because although we can be upset about what we don't have it doesn't change what we actually have Right. so again I'm going to play off of that and say that is the to me the nuts and bolts of a marriage or a relationship we can't just focus on what we are what we want down the road is right. what's happening right now and that Again ties into that's why right, you gotta be careful with the things that you said. You know, well today we don't have it, that don't mean that we're never gonna have it. Right. But in the midst of us trying to obtain whatever or whatever goal we're trying to get to, we need to make sure that we are staying on a certain level of respect with each other. Because what happens is when you open that door to speak in any type of way, it only gets worse. You know, you can't just say everything that's on your mind. That's a myth when people think in relationships it's okay to, because this person is your best friend, that it's okay to just say what you feel all the time. And even with a girlfriend or a guy friend, it's the same way. Family, parents, sisters, brothers, cousins, whoever. Because the truth of the matter is, what we do know is true, that number one, the truth do hurt but sometimes not all about the truth. It's about how you say it. Your delivery matters. The way you are saying it to a person makes a difference in how a person takes that information. You can say something that's the truth to somebody and say it in the wrong way and they will not receive what you're saying. It's all about how you are saying it. Your delivery is really important. And when you're in a, in a conversation with someone that you care about, it's important that you're being mindful of that as well. Yeah, it may be the truth, but just because it's the truth, number one, doesn't mean you need to say it. And number two, it does matter how you decide to say those words you say. You know, because the whole thing is about, it is, it is. Words are like a firearm. And at the end of the day, you've spoken that before about the trigger. The trigger is the end of the situation that you're dealing with a gun. When you have a firearm and you pull the trigger, that's it. It's no it's no next step. But right. cleanup time. Okay. So again, so when you see that you hit somebody and they are already triggered, anything after that point in a conversation is hazardous nothing good is coming of it after that if you see that that person is already triggered now nobody's perfect everybody has their breaking point everybody has what they can endure everybody has their perception everybody sees a lot of moving parts so then you have to learn how to pick and choose when it's time now I, I have to be totally honest I'm a person who got a thousand words for your thousand words and probably got a thousand more on top of that And I'm fast talking and I'm thinking fast and I got a response and I got an opinion and it all mixed together. But at some part, some point, you know, to have a good relationship with somebody, you got to step back and say, you know what? I'm going to take back. I'm going to step back. I'm learning more and more to end the conversation before it gets explosive. Because sometimes we think if we just talk it out. You know, people tell you all these different tools and things, and they may not necessarily always work all the time. Sometimes it's time to walk away. You know, it was times in our relationship where we would sit there and say we're gonna, you know, talk until we get it clear. Sometimes you need to take a pause, get up, walk away, clear your mind, and come back to it. Maybe you need to make it wait a day or so. Sometimes you have to stop and go a different route. Because maybe talking right now is not what's going to resolve it.
1: I think sometimes we take the, the the good word literally when it says wait until the cool of the day. Well, for some people, the cool of the day for that situation might not be until Tuesday and today's <laughs> Saturday.
0: I, I believe that.
1: Now, what I won't do is I'm not sleeping somewhere else until Tuesday or until you're ready to talk. I'm going to just be on my side of the to bed I don't heard people say that they done calls their spouse to sleep on the couch or I'm not going to bed mad. I'm just gonna to go to bed to agree to disagree because I'm just I'm just not built like that I don't even know how you would go to sleep mad or go to sleep but see that with also. unsolved uh, issues but then again I'm type a some people will say I'm type a behavior where I like all my shoes neat and I like all my shirts neat and my closet and, like my underwear a certain way. and I actually want to go to bed either as good as I woke up or better. And usually I wake up, you say, pretty in a pretty decent mood. I mean, I'm not usually kicking and screaming. I I don't really care for mornings, but now I know that they are there. They've been coming for 40 years and I've had to get up a, a lot. And then when you have kids, even if you work night shift, you still get up in the daytime. So I have finally grown up and realized the sun is coming up and I should be happy that I can get up and put my feet down on the ground to get to work
0: and again, like I said, it's nothing wrong with pausing the conversation for another time, even if it's days later. it's nothing wrong with doing that. It. It's nothing wrong with saying, okay, we had enough of this conversation let's just let's just end it because sometimes when you press and you press too much you're not you're gonna just keep running to to the wall. That's like saying you're driving on a dead end and you're on a a, a dead-end street, and you're gonna just keep going forward. There's nothing left. Right. Sometimes you gotta go ahead and make a left, meaning do something different. Maybe you need to stop, maybe you need to park, so you can wait until tomorrow so you can see clear.
1: I believe that all of that too comes within time, because if you are familiar with the terrain you're driving, for instance, going to work, I pretty much know there's two ways. Well, actually there's three ways I actually go to work. And I pretty much can gear by traffic that I'm in what the next road looks like. Mm-hmm. But that's only because I've been driving the same way to work for several, several years at this point. Right, and
0: that's why you got three different routes because at any given time, you might have to switch up and take that detour and take a different route.
1: So, with that being said, we're going to call bring this one to a close. I am Lee Mims with Lee Mims Productions. You can find me on um, iTunes,
0: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter,
1: YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, What yes. else we got? Is that all of them?
0: BeatStars.
1: BeatStars.com.
0: Also your podcast. My,
1: my podcast is now on iTunes, so you type in Lee Mims Productions. We have something to say.
0: And he will come up.
1: It might be we got something to say, because the song says we have something to say. And uh, we'll let you listen to that one on the way out. How about that? All right. Uh, Just remember, words are like bullets leaving a firearm. Once that bullet leaves that chamber, that damage is going to be done, whatever that bullet hits. And uh, let's be careful. As the young lady said today, you may have to take one of several routes to get to your destination let's not just beat the dead horse over and over if it's not working and i guess it's not working
0: try something different let's not keep doing the same thing
1: that is the definition of insanity i'm lee Mims.
0: i'm ursula Mims.
1: and we'll see you later on in another podcast have a good one bye